For years, I have wanted to drive, drive across Canada. Um, talked about that trip for years with my father-in-law, Terry. And he, um, he was baptized, he was born in Winnipeg, which is kind of halfway across. And uh, uh, always thought that when I got a chance to drive across Canada, we would stop in Winnipeg, and we would go to the little church where he was baptized. Well, sure enough, last summer, we were able to do that. We had that opportunity to travel across the continent, and uh, we got to Winnipeg. And so we had to look up St. James Anglican Church. Isn't that funny? St. James Anglican Church. Because that's where Jerry was baptized. And uh, we went there, and this church is very similar to the churches that you've seen, because they're in North Dakota and South Dakota, they're in Minnesota in the rural areas. It's that white clappered church, okay, with a steeple and a graveyard around the church. And we got a chance to go in, and inside, this was one of the oldest churches um, in the area, it was hewn out of logs by hand. And inside you could see these massive, massive logs and, and this church and it was there and you had a sense that this is a place where the generations have come. In good times and in bad, they've come and they worshipped. It was there that baptisms occurred. It was there that weddings and it was there that funerals happened as well. In this little church. Now it's in kind of the midst of the, the bustling city. Um, but then it was, it was out there. And in that graveyard we took a chance afterwards to walk around. I love church graveyards. They are really, really fun places to go through. I know that might sound kind of weird and odd. But oh well. So there you have it. Um, they're full of history. You look and you see names, of course, of people you don't know, but you see names and dates, and you wonder, what was it like? What was it like? And sometimes you have other local history found in those, those graveyards. Well, we got to the back of the property, um, close to where the fence was, and I noticed that these, these tombstones... And some of them were there so many years, you can't read the, the letters on the tombstone anymore. And some of these tombstones were, were cut out of a piece of, um, of stone and came up to the top, and then there was a cross on there. Well, I noticed that on a bunch of these tombstones, the cross had been broken off. Now, that doesn't happen by accident or natural disaster. It doesn't happen if a tree falls over on the tombstone. Someone went in that graveyard and desecrated those graves. On top of the cross, you could see that, you know, the, the, the square and the horizontal, and it was in pieces. I'm thinking about that graveyard as we hear the reports of the desecration of Jewish cemeteries, about the hate, the disrespect for life and for the dead. It is absolutely horrible. Absolutely horrible. 
that someone should do such things to sacred places. That is not, that is not what God wants us to be about. It is a reminder, though, and as we gather on this Ash Wednesday, as if we needed reminders that we live in a broken world. We live in a world that is cold and heartless and at times even desecrates the faithful resting places of God's people. At the start of our worship tonight, we had a prolonged um, confession And as we went through those line after line after line, we recognize, we acknowledge that this world in which we live in is broken, it has sinned, it departs from God. And not only that, but we're part of the problem. We have contributed. Now hopefully, no one in here has knocked over a tombstone or broken a cross off the top. But we have been about the actions of disregard for God and for God's people. We have been about the judgment and the hypocrisy that is found when a people willingly and sometimes unwillingly turns away from God. We begin with that confession. We begin this season of renewal with marks of ashes on our forehead. Because that's the truth. Someone came to me recently and said, Pastor, the confession at the start of the worship, it's just too depressing. It's just too negative. Well, guess what, folks? So is life. And the reality of life And the reality of brokenness, as God's people in Scripture, Old and New Testaments, we've been doing this for a long time, there is a recognition of the brokenness. Because out of that recognition, out of the mark of the ashes, we turn and we seek God's renewal. God's renewal, God's resurrection. Our broken lives cry out in a way that's truthful. It's not about being negative or positive or any of those human emotions. It's about turning to God and saying, we need your help. In the passage from Matthew's gospel, when Jesus teaches about the kingdom of God, Jesus talks about outward piety here, the religious practices that people do. He says at the heart of those things, at the heart of those things is faith. I always thought it was ironic, you know, we we have this passage about um, washing your face and, and, and cleaning up and all, and what do we do on Ash Wednesday? Make a big ash smudge on your forehead, right? Ironic? Now that's the paradox of our Christian life, isn't it? We are marked by our brokenness. We are marked by our sin. But we are also marked 
by God's cross and promise of resurrection. Getting back to the, the hypocrisy, getting back to those, those outward signs. If we think it's about going to church, if we think it's about doing these things in order to make it right with God so that others see how good we are and how worthy we are of God's love and respect, then we've got it wrong. Jesus invites us and disciples the start of this spiritual journey to turn to the heart, the heart of our lives, that place inside us deep that no one sees. And to look at that place and to acknowledge that it too is the property, it is the place of God. Back in that graveyard in Winnipeg, The crosses were broken off the top of the tombstone. But someone, someone lovingly stacked the broken pieces. You can't put it together with glue. And duct tape would just be way out of, just wouldn't look good. Wouldn't last very long either, would it? But someone there stacked lovingly on top of the tombstone the broken pieces. The cross of Christ lovingly stacks the broken pieces of our community and of our lives. For in the very place where we hurt, where we cry out, where our prejudice and our hypocrisy and our lies, in that very place, God is known and God is able able to lift us up, to resurrect, to restore our lives. It's a baptism thing. Got a chance to see that baptism font where years ago Terry was baptized. Every time we see the baptism font, every time we see the waters of our lives, let us be reminded that God is with us. God's love and God's care remain our gift. They remain the treasure of our hearts. Let us turn at the start of this season, the rest of our lives, toward God. Let us seek God's love and mercy, for we truly shall find it. For the promises of God made to us in those waters of baptism are sure and are lasting. May God renew and refresh each of us during this Lenten season. Amen.